Welcome to the Eat Local Central New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and in this week's episode, my guest is the owner of Toss and Fire Pizza in Cicero, New York, Nick Sanford. Well, thank you so much for everybody checking out the podcast. We actually took last week off if you are a regular listener. Uh, did not post anything last week. You know, for those of you who don't follow on social media, I got married. As a matter of fact, I'm recording this on Sunday, this intro here, and Rebecca and I got married on Friday. Uh, both of us are just so happy, and we took the week off to just kind of prepare for the wedding. And, you know, honestly, for those of you, uh, I've been running into some of you have been just telling me that it's such a whirlwind and it all goes by so fast. And uh, that's completely true. And I'm so glad that I took a week off of posting normal content and doing the podcast and all that kind of stuff because there was just so much going on. Uh, but we couldn't be happier. Thank you to everybody who sent us messages and DMs and comments on posts. And yeah, thank you so much for giving us that break for the podcast last week. And we are back in it this week. Nick Sanford, really happy just to sit down. And I had a good conversation with Nick about a few different things. And one of them that I'm always intrigued with is how someone got started, you know, where they came from, what their motives were in starting a business. Well, we know what pretty much everybody's motives were, but, you know, kind of their mindset in getting started and really just more so the functional things of getting started. How did they, you know, Nick started with a trailer. So how did he get his trailer? How did he get the oven? Where did he get the funding for it? Those are things that just really intrigue me about someone starting off with a new business. And so if you're like me, then I think you're really going to enjoy this podcast. Well, I do want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Sriracha Cues. If you didn't know, Sriracha Cues, you know, I put this up on the Instagram stories. How many of you have used the Sriracha Cues hot sauce? And, and to my surprise, there is a majority of people who had never used uh, Sriracha Q's hot sauce. I started using it recently, and I have to say, I'm not a hot sauce fan. I love this stuff, especially that recessed coffee one. It's not hot. I mean, there's a little bit of heat to it, but it's not hot. I don't like hot foods. I love this stuff. I've used about the, half the bottle, and yeah, it's just great. I put it on everything. Anyways, Sriracha Box is a subscription service that Sriracha Q's has started so Sriracha Box, it's the club for foodies who love heat, who love flavor, and who love Syracuse. Now you can enjoy a taste of the hometown heat and flavor delivered right to your doorstep no matter where you live. Each Sriracha Box features popular sauces from Sriracha Q's and includes favorites like Maple Garlic, Maple Ghost, Empire Beer, Recess Coffee, I just said is one of my favorites, Syracuse Wing and Spicy Barbecue Sauces, along with other spicy specialty foods from other local Syracuse, New York artisans. You can head over to srirachabox.com today and get your hands on a Sriracha Box subscription yourself. That's S-Y-R-A-C-H-A-B-O-X.com. And a special exclusive to all you podcast listeners. Head over to srirachabox.com today and use code EATLOCALCNY10 at checkout. That's E-A-T-L-O-C-A-L-C-N-Y and then the number 10 at checkout over at srirachabox.com and get $10 off your first order. And if you don't know, each order is only $18. So for 18 bucks a month with no commitment, so you can start it and stop it whenever you want. But for $18 a month, you can have a bottle of this delicious hot sauce sent right to your door. It's free shipping. There's no commitment. Plus you get $10 off your first order with that code, eatlocalcmy10. 
really, I do have to say, this is one of the smartest things I think you could do. One of the best purchases. It's amazing. You support a local company. You get something delicious. It's only 18 bucks a month. You don't have to worry about going to a local store or going to their website every month. They just send it right to you for $18. And the first order is only 8 bucks when you use that code. Can't say any more great things about them. And a big shout out to our sponsor, Sriracha Cues, for making that happen. Uh, what else is there for me to plug? Well, Eat Local CMY cards. Go get yours. This is coming on Monday. And today we are announcing five new restaurants joining the card. Most we've ever had join at once. Uh, head over to eatlocalcmy.com. Pick up your Eat Local CMY card for you listeners that don't know what it is. Then let me tell you, it is a discount card, reusable discount card. Gets you $5 off whenever you spend $25 or more at any one of the over 110 participating restaurants scattered all around central New York. You can head over to eatlocalcmy.com and pick up your card today. It is valid from today until the end of next December. So you got a little over a year to use it. They make great holiday gifts, so get yours soon, eatlocalcmy.com. And you can find us at a number of events coming up, but we are going to be at Best Fest, uh, put on by Advanced Media over at the Hotel Syracuse two-day event. We're going to be at the Buy Local Bash over at the Regional Market, put on by Center State CEO and Syracuse First. And then we're also going to be at the Night Market this year at Sky Armory. So make sure that you uh, you know come and see us and say hi and get your Eat Local CMY card there. Well, that's all I got for all the plugs. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Nick Sanford from Toss and Fire Pizza. sitting here with Nick Sanford, correct? Yep. Nick Sanford. Yep. Nick Sanford. <laughs> Toss and fire pizza. Yeah. And you, how long have you been in business now? Uh, so we're going on about four and a half years. April will be five years since we started the truck, the, like the first trailer that we had, a little pull behind yeah, uh, with just brick oven on it and some sinks. And <laughs> that was pretty much it. I remember seeing, well, it was you know, maybe three years ago over mm-hmm. at the uh, old rodeo on, uh, is it Court or Teal? Teal, I think. Teal, right? yeah, Over court and teal. It was like on the corner there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that was just the trailer. I yep. We just that. had a little. We had a little trailer. That's how we started. It was a, a little, uh, little tiny wood fire oven that we could only cook a handful of pizzas in and yeah. kind of figure out what we were doing. Yeah. But you guys remind me of buried acorn because I love driving past and like seeing these expansions over the years. Yeah. And I mean, you went from that to then the next step was the shop in North Syracuse. Yeah. So we got, we actually got our second trailer first, okay. uh, back in. So it was like, it was April of 20, oh man, 2016. Mm. We got our second trailer, started doing, trying to, trying to navigate, doing, doing multiple events at once and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then we kind of created a problem for ourselves because we didn't have, enough like space to like be making product and prepping product and all that <laughs> stuff. We were working out of, um, recess coffees, like, mm. like uh, headquarters. Okay. They have like a kitchen in there. So we, I was yeah. renting space from Adam and Jesse <laughs> and like trying to like make dough in this little 20 quart mixer while like booking all these like massive festivals and, <laughs> and events and all this kind of stuff. And it just was, it was just crazy. So yeah, 
um, we started looking for, I was really just looking for a commissary kitchen. I wasn't even looking to open a restaurant. Oh, really? And uh, when Mains was in business, I would drive past our current location all the time. Mm -hmm. And there was a Chinese restaurant and a little pizza restaurant. The pizza restaurant was like always dark. Hmm. And I was like, what's like, what's going on with this place? Like, are they open? Are they not open? It's tiny. It could be, you know? Yeah. So uh, ended up, I had a friend who like knew the landlord and he called him and was like, yeah, this guy's going out. If you're interested, this is what it is. And it was like a week later and we were in there. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So. And then Creole Soul was there for a little bit and they went out and yep. you've expanded into that space. Yeah. So we uh, we had like a little takeout area. Yeah. Uh, and then that was what we originally were, a little takeout area, maybe like two tables inside, very tiny, mm-hmm. um, almost exclusively takeout. Yeah. Uh, and then when Creole Soul shut down, it was about to become like a sprint store. <laughs> and I was like, no, it can't become a sprint <laughs> store. Like I, I really like... My like my like five year plan I would say would be to to knock this wall down and put a dining room in. So my five year plan became my right now plan, <laughs> and we knocked it down and and put in a dining room, got our beer and wine license, and hmm. just like all right, let's figure it out. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You feel like do you find most customers in the shop or even like calling for a pickup or anything like that? Are they people that are coming in expecting like a more of a unique like wood fired experience or are they just calling for pizza? I mean, I would say when we first opened people were just like calling for pizza cause they didn't know they had heard about us. Like we got like some cool, like, like, like radio or uh, like TV and like mm. newspaper buzz and like, you know, you know, when any place kind of opens in Syracuse yeah. that you get like, you, you know, Syracuse.com comes out and you get a shout out and you get kind of like a little bit of promotion yeah. that way. Right. So People were just trying us because they were like, oh, there's this new pizza place. Let's go check it out. And then, mm. you know, either you love wood fire. I feel like th- there's two people either love wood fire pizza or they they do not like it at all. Like <laughs> it's it is a very different style of pizza. Yeah. It's you know, it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a good mix. There's a good mix now of people who just want to come and have, you know, our style of pizza and mm-hmm. just want to come and have pizza. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it's definitely more artisan, obviously. Hmm? I've. I personally prefer it. You know, we live on the north side and like Friday nights is pizza night. Mm -hmm. And you're not too far away from us. You're like 15 minutes maybe. Um, But we usually hit up like, I think just for delivery, we go to like, there's a couple shops. I won't mention their name because I'm about to bash them, but they just suck. Yeah. Like they started out, one of them opened up within the last year, was Mm -hmm. phenomenal out of the gates. Really, really. Really good. Yeah. Cuts their pizza like Twin Trees, which Mm -hmm. I like. Um Maybe not my favorite, but I like it. Some mm-hmm. people are just against it. Yeah. Uh, really got out of the gates. And then the last like four months, it's just bottom. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. So we've been like trying different places now. We mm-hmm. just tried Pavone's, which is okay. I've never had Pavone's and everybody tells me I really? have to have Pavone's. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> prefer the one downtown okay. of their locations and you kind of have to go in and just get a slice. Mm-hmm. You know, pizza's different when you get it by the slice. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. It, like, re-energizes the pizza. It re-crisps the pizza. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's not a fresh pizza, but it's, like, can sometimes almost be a better version of a fresh pizza. Oh, yeah. Because it's getting reheated and, like, it's, you know, just a different thing. Yeah. You ever watch oh. the um, uh, Louis C.K. show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, his intro, he's, like, walking around mm-hmm. and he goes in the pizza shop there is, uh, I used to run this small group thing at Cafe 407, like four, or geez, longer than that, holy cow, like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was on a Tuesday night, and my routine was like, 
go there, kind of get ready for it, and then with 45 minutes, go next door to Village Pizza or whatever it was mm. and get a, two slices and a can. Of, and I just always had that picture of the yeah. Louis C.K. intro yeah, yeah, in my yeah. head, you know. For sure. Yeah, there's just something about a There slice. is something about it, man. Just yeah. like those like those cool slice shops and going in. And, yeah. Yeah. I wish we had something more along those lines yeah. around here. You know, I think just primarily downtown, mm-hmm. you know, was where, and I guess there are, you have varsity and that kind of stuff, yeah. but I hate going up to the hill. Yeah, I uh, hear you. Yeah, I absolutely hate it. Yeah. So what made you get, like, what made you say wood-fired pizza? So I grew up in Connecticut originally. I've been in, mm. in Syracuse for, oh God, like going on like seven years now, something like that. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So I grew up around coal-fired pizza. That was yeah. actually like a, a really big thing in Connecticut. Yeah. There's like Pepe's and Sally's, right. all these famous places that you look at the lists of like the top hundred pizza places in America, and they're always at the top. Like it's yeah. just it's just crazy. Um, so I kind of grew up around that. Another thing in Connecticut, there were literally pizza trucks everywhere. Like okay. it was, you know, hmm. like everywhere you went, there was there were pizza trucks. Really? It was just this massive market that like. The restaurants had pizza trucks. There mm. were there were individual operators that had pizza trucks. They were just kind of everywhere. Like legit trucks? Like trucks, yeah. Like the cool like old school Chevys where they'd put okay. a wood fire oven in them. Oh, and like wow. actually what I wanted to do. And then I looked to find out what the price was and said, okay, well, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> so, um, But so they were just kind of – it was just like kind of a common thing. So I moved up here and – kind of quickly realized that there was not any mobile wood fire pizza in Syracuse. And yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Was there any wood fired at the time? Ironwood was the only place uh, okay. and they were mobile. And then I guess yeah. they shut down and went to the restaurant. So yeah. there was like, literally there was, it was just such like a underdeveloped thing in the area yeah. um, where I had been, I had been around it forever. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was just such a like, common thing for me. Yeah. Um, so when I moved up here, I was like, Oh wow, there's no wood fire pizza. This is mm-hmm. this is kind of nuts. And uh, I was working for Panera Bread at the time. It's okay. like a manager, yeah. uh, and just not loving what I was doing, mm-hmm. and just kind of. <laughs> so I started to. Uh, I spent about a year, like researching different ovens and like mm. trailers and trucks and like you know what I could do and yeah. try to you know spend a year talking my wife into it. <laughs> and be like I, I think I want to like do this, and I'll still stay at Panera, and like it'll just be part time. We'll see what happens, and then. Within like two months, I had quit Panera and like was on this road to this craziness. What was the investment in that? I mean, because those ovens aren't cheap, right? Yeah, I mean the the original trailer that I bought, my, my like total investment for everything was like under fifty grand. It was it was okay. pretty inexpensive for what I was doing, you yeah. know. Um, you know, so that one was I, I basically got the kind of the cheapest one that you could get. Yeah, and did it that way, and was you know, it was more. For me, it was spend less on the trailer and kind of kind of figure out what I'm doing before yeah. I kind of right. make any kind of like life altering yeah. uh, investment or or yeah. like take out loans and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, yeah, buy the trailer and yeah. you know wait. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so if you don't mind me asking, did you say have you did you have that just under fifty thousand saved? Did you go out and get a loan to start <laughs> this? No, I did it like the worst way you're supposed to. So uh, I. I have I had good credit at the time, mm-hmm. so I just created the like the LLC for the business, yeah. and then I was able to just get business credit cards, okay. which is literally what everyone will tell you not to do. Yeah. So I took those business credit cards that gave me a year or nine months or whatever of zero percent interest, That's cool. yeah. and I bought a trailer, and <laughs> and luckily it worked out. I mean, I could have put myself yeah. in a really bad situation, mm-hmm. but um, 
Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people have from doing that. Yeah. And I, you know, but it was one of those things like I didn't have anybody to go ask money for. I did, yeah. you know, I don't have a rich family. I didn't have, you know, any of that stuff. So it was like, I'm either going to do it and see what happens or I'm not going to do it. So right. it was just, just, just went for it. Yeah. I'm always yeah. curious about those way that people get that, that stuff started. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably don't hear that story as often because <laughs> most people won't tell you to do that. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, yeah. definitely a, probably a more risky, risky way to do it. Yeah. Did you grow up like what did your parents do? Did they grow up in like the industry or anything like that? Not at all, actually. Um, my dad was an electrician. My mm-hmm. mom was like a nurse for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, not not really at all. It was my first job was in a pizzeria. Mm-hmm. I was fourteen. There's a place I used to walk to from my house. Yeah, uh, get a slice, get a right. you know whatever. It was just just a place that I went to, and there was a lady there named Barbara who would who would you know be like, hey Nick, how are you? You know, we start talking because you go there all the time. Yeah, and then she'd be like. Are you interested in bussing tables? Hmm. I was like, I was fourteen. I was like, Yeah, sure, absolutely. Five bucks an hour, cash. <laughs> I'm in. So we, uh, cash in the pizza yeah. business. Yeah, so them better. I was, I was in. I was, I was hooked, man. It was, it was. You know, it went from bussing tables to cutting pizzas. It was such a busy place. They literally had a person who literally just cut pizzas oh, wow. every night. Like it was, it was just crazy. So yeah, you know, bussing to cutting pizzas to. Uh, making pizzas, hmm. making subs, answering phones, you yeah. know, so I, I spent, I mean, I spent about six years there, uh, hmm. learning everything I could and, you know, uh, kind of realized that I, I liked the industry. That's what I wanted to be in. Yeah. Um, went to culinary school, mm-hmm. uh, went to school for like hospitality management and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so how old were you when you started tossing fire? I was 20. Just turned thirty-two yesterday. <laughs> oh, did you? Congratulations! Happy birthday! Yeah. Twenty-seven. Thank you. Uh, wow. Twenty-seven. Then I think Jesus. I was. Yeah. 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 Holy God! Thirty-two years old. I yeah. mean, I'm thirty-three. Don't I'm not yeah. like you know. I sound like you know. I sound like I'm fifty by saying yeah. that. But <laughs> yeah. No. So I was. Yeah, I was twenty-seven. Yeah. And it was like I just don't. I don't want to. I I went. So I went the culinary route. I went mm. to the restaurant management route, and it was like cool like i make more money working for this for right. this big corporation but like it kind of sucks yeah so <laughs> right um i just just was like i gotta figure something out yeah you know do you uh you think i mean working i mean you have two trucks now a truck mm-hmm. a trailer and the restaurant yep i can't imagine the hours that you're putting in every single week yeah it gets pretty crazy i mean i i've so like this being our this is our fifth season now i've like kind of been trying you know to the best of my ability to balance things a little better it's like a lot of my focus is is switching to like okay you know how can we do what we're doing without me having to work every second of my life (laughs) because I can't you know it's it's just not it's never sustainable like you know that's great start a business put everything into it and you know but like anyone who does that forever like that you know it just doesn't happen it just doesn't like work that way right not with other things no no yeah so I've got I've got two young kids like it's just just doesn't happen so I've been I've been working really hard to like trying to balance everything out and like when we started if you called me and said, Hey Nick, I want you to do this event. I like, didn't even ask a question. I was like, yup, I'll be there. <laughs> we just did everything. Yeah. Everything you could imagine. A lot of winners, a lot of losers. So. Yeah. And it just, now I, I kind of say, okay, Hey, I need these questions answered. I need to, you know, I need to make X amount of money in order to make this worth my time. Yeah. You know? So we, we just kind of, kind of do it that way. Yeah. And, and I try to balance out as much as I can, but like, like during the fair, I'm pretty sure I worked like, 110 or 120 hours each of those weeks yeah and was a an actual zombie yeah. like i was i was there from 
I was at the shop getting things to go to the fair at 7 a.m. every day, and I was finishing at like 11 or 12 at night. Wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah. So. It's not really a very, it's not a glamorous life. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. People, people, people look at it, and they're like, oh, wow, look at the truck, and they're really busy. They have a big line, but, you know, they're not seeing the prep time and the, you know, the paperwork and the just everything that goes into it. There's just so much. Yeah. But. Do you have an ultimate goal for the business or? It's always changing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not really, man. I, I, you know, people ask us if we're going to open more locations and any of that kind of stuff. And I, I, I'm like, I don't really plan on it, but you yeah. never know, man. I, I yeah. didn't necessarily plan on having the location we have now and, and, mm-hmm. you know, very happy that we do. And yeah. it's, it's just kind of, yeah. kind of been a natural progression for what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's been, um, yeah, I, in today's world, I, you know, I talk, I, think, I was just talking to Tim, actually that podcast is out this week, but mm-hmm. I was just talking to Tim at, uh, from the Taylor and the cook mm-hmm. and, you know, him and his business partner had Utica bread mm-hmm. and they sold it. Um, they just recently sold it. I think like within the last month or two, I don't know exactly, but I mean, he was saying like, there's just, there's no way I could continue to like run both. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, those are two very you know separate businesses, mm-hmm. but there's just no way. And he and I were talking about, is it possible today for a local restaurant to have pop up with all these locations, you mm-hmm. know? And I think it is depending on, you know, the type of food you're serving. Yeah. You know, pizza's great, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, you know, typically a higher margin than, you know, like a fancier sit down place or whatever. Um, but it's like, there's chains, a local chain, but core mm-hmm. who's opened up like, a hundred locations yeah, in the crazy. last, I mean, all yeah. over the country. Yeah. I mean, the facts of Panera people. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I say that to Rebecca every yeah. time we go into core when her and I first, Rebecca's a dietitian mm-hmm. and, uh, she, um, in the beginning it was like, she wanted to go to core all the time mm-hmm. and she used to live over near there. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, she, we, we live together, at, you know, the house I have over in the North side. And so core isn't that close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she used to always want to go to core. But every time that we would go to core, there was like 50 people in line. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I'll go out to eat at times like earlier or later specifically to avoid a line. Yep. And so I was like, we're not going to core anymore. We're not doing it. Now, all of a sudden, the past like month, we've been going yeah. on Sundays. And every time we walk in there, I'm like, these people used to work at Panera. And they had Jolame. <laughs> and it went bust. And now, or they changed. You know, yeah. it just wasn't working. And now they have this. Yeah. And it's just exploded. It's definitely exploder they've they've got a really great concept yeah um and they've got the right people kind of to scale it you know they 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 got somebody who was like the number three in panera yeah um from who's like from cicero and he Mm -hmm. like went in there and like he's like a part i think he's a part of i don't know the whole deal but like i mean he's the person to scale a business like that like so when i heard that was happening i was like oh my god this this company's gonna be massive like it's it's just They've got all the pieces and they're, they're, they're in a, like a market that, that is just, yeah. you know, really hot right now. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. I used to, tr- I used to talk trash about them like three years ago when we first started. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, you know, like I'm pretty sure that was like right when it was like right when core started mm-hmm. and it, like they were saying out of the gates, we're going to have, it was like in, you know, August that they opened and they were like, we're going to have 50 other locations yeah, yeah. by the end of the year. I was what like, do you mean? <laughs> Screw you. You're going to have yeah. 50 locations by the end of and the year. And here they are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
It's pretty wild. So what do you think is like one of the, I mean, I don't know if you ever think about this. I mean, you guys are, you know, running obviously, but, um, do you ever like have to stop and think about separating yourself or distinguishing yourself from all the other wood fired places in town? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we're, we've always been different enough mm-hmm. from, you know, I, and I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of respect for what all these other guys are doing. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of a pizza. I think yeah. that Paul does an amazing job yeah. and he's just like one of the ridiculously most nice people, like yeah. nicest people I've ever met. Right. Um, I, you know, I think everybody kind of has their thing and mm-hmm. does well at it. And that's what I, I try to just, I try to just do our thing and, yeah. you know, be who we are, you know, yeah. we're the salt potato pizza people. Right. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of our thing. We try, you know, we try to be, I've always been like, Hey, let's, let's make like super unique pizzas. Let's mm-hmm. like, you know, let's try to, you know, let's just try to be different from everybody. Cause yeah. I, I just think that's cool. Yeah. So. I keep trying to, and I don't know if Kyle's going to listen to this or not. I think he listens to it, but I keep trying to get Kyle to bring you kimchi yeah. and make a kimchi salt potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? We could try it. We'd I mean, try anything. The kimchi yeah. salt potatoes that he makes in mm-hmm. Kasai are yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure they make their own uh, kimchi. Mm-hmm. But I just think that would be... Actually, we're like, right when you first were, said, yeah, we're going to do the party, mm-hmm. I immediately got on Facebook Messenger and I was like, I, Kyle, I will pay you for the kimchi. <laughs> Just give me a tub of it so I can bring to Nick and get him to make this. And he never responded. No. So, um, but when I, I first mentioned to this, mentioned it to him like two months ago, and he said that week someone else, he was like, so maybe it's mentioned it. He's like, maybe that's a sign. Maybe we need to do it. Mm. That would be a good. Yeah. And you're both with Carter. I'm, I'm, I'm down for mashing up. Yeah. Things. Yeah. That would sure. be awesome. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Do like a co-event. Yeah. Yeah. If this one works out, maybe I'll sponsor that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I mean, when you first started Tossing Fire, I mean, besides uh, Ironwood, there was like, you know, not really anybody else. And then now I feel like they're just popping up. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's kind of a natural progression of that. You know, I like I said, where I was from, like it was just, it was just everywhere. So like they would pop up, more would pop up. Like when I let, when I moved, it was, it was at the point where all the pizzerias were getting little mobile, even if they didn't do wood fire pizza, they were getting little mobile units and doing catering and stuff. And I was like, this is nuts. Like, how are these, all these places doing this? (laughs) And I, uh, I went home back to my old home Mm -hmm. and, and went to one of my favorite pizza shops and I was talking to the owner and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about retiring and opening a truck. And I was like, oh man, (laughs) you might not want to say you're retiring. Like if you just want (laughs) to close the shop and open a truck, okay. But like, trust me, you're still going to be, you know, getting, getting your, uh, getting your butt kicked. So that's pretty funny. Uh, so when when you first started the with the trailer, was there a food truck association at the time? No. So we actually, um, so I opened in April in January, got a call, uh, or an email or something from some of the local trucks. There was only, I mean, there was probably count them on one hand at the time. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to restart this. Really yeah. Cool. So I got a call, uh, from Sorry. some of the local trucks. There we go. All right. Now we're good. <laughs> got a call from some of the local trucks. And they were saying, hey, you know, we're thinking about banding together and kind of creating this this organization to, you know, uh, try to kind of fight the city on on like these ridiculous food truck laws. Like mm. uh, they wanted, you know, it was fifteen hundred dollars. You got one spot. You couldn't move anywhere. It was just like you had no idea. And everyone who had done it was like, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. You know, so we got together. 
a uh, handful of the trucks. Some of the trucks don't even exist anymore. Some of them, some of them do. But uh, mm. and we um, started talking about how we could kind of band together and try to try to you know get laws changed and and at, mm. you know at least just get Syracuse further along in the whole the whole kind of food truck scene, which I mean, I, I would say we definitely did. There's yeah. probably like 50 food trucks in Syracuse now, um, <laughs> That's crazy. which is just not like literally yeah. there was, I think there was five. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been like this massive kind of, mm-hmm. kind of explosion in the area, which, which happened in a lot of other markets years, 10 years ago, five years yeah. ago, a couple years ago, you know, whatever it is. But, um, it's, it's been this, this really big thing in the last few years. So, um, you know, I'm super happy to be part of it because it's, it's, I mean, it helped me just like knowing other vendors and talking to other vendors and like bouncing ideas and questions and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it it's invaluable when you're new to, to talk to someone who's been doing it. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's your, um, I mean, what do you, th- what's your least favorite part about the current scene, food truck scene? Or what's the I one mean, <laughs> thing you wish was different? The one thing. I mean, I there could always be more like opportunities. Like there's, you know, the tr- the the laws have changed, right? They've they've way better than they were. Yeah, you can always improve on that. I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's markets where where like you know you can pretty much go and park anywhere you want, and right. you know, other than like in front of a restaurant, like nobody wants it. No food truck wants to go park. Like I don't want to go park in front of pizza. Yeah, like it wouldn't make sense, <laughs> right. right? Like it <laughs> doesn't make sense to him. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, right. But there should be there should always be more like like food trucks bring people to areas like it just it only helps like the culture of the entire area to have trucks there it's yeah. it's there's there's like so many studies like that that like prove this mm-hmm. that like but this people get kind of stuck in this idea that the food trucks are against the restaurants the restaurants are against the food trucks and a lot of times that's really not the case yeah. like i mean most you know a lot of restaurants are completely fine with food trucks and they think that mm-hmm. that you know competition is a good thing and yeah you know. yeah what was uh i mean how do you feel the first year of being at clinton square went over yeah i mean it went really well um you know we had some some kind of iffy weather towards the end of it yeah. and that never helps anything uh, but um no i mean the the feedback was great from people people were super excited to have the trucks there it got packed basically every week except yeah. when it was downpouring yeah um did trucks do well yeah everybody yeah. that i talked to that's good and myself, I mean, we did well when we were there, so yeah, we're definitely planning to bring it back next year, yeah, uh, and hopefully, you know, from there on. But yeah, I wish, you know, when I I used to live near Austin and mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and you know, the times we would go to Austin, there would just be, I mean, obviously Austin's like the mecca of, you know, I mean, they're in like Southern California stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? But they would just have these like areas set up where it was like the same trailer or you know truck whatever. Mm-hmm. That was there all the time, yeah. but they would have these like little parks set up. Yeah, food truck parks. Yeah, yeah you know nothing yep. crazy, but you know lights and there'd be music and yeah. it's just kind of a cool area to go and sit. And you knew that these people were going to be there like mm-hmm. every Friday night at one in the morning. Yeah, you know I think that'd be cool to see something like that branch off into Armory Square, or be yeah. able to have like a truck pop up somewhere mm-hmm. for you sure, know, like that. Yeah, I mean I look at you know we look at like what Rochester does and what Buffalo does yeah. and what Utica's doing and all that kind of stuff and yeah. and everybody's kind of got their 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 good and bad I feel like but yeah. Rochester specifically has had these massive food truck rodeos like yeah. like 60 trucks hmm. like crazy wow that ev- that 60 trucks kill it 
Yeah. Like just they're, they're bringing live music. They're bringing, you know, all the, all the pieces of the puzzle that work that bring people out and they know it's, you know, it's once a month or whatever. It's not every week. Yeah. It's once a month. They bring, they have this huge event, hmm. they pack the place and they, awesome. you know, they've been doing it for years. Yeah. Uh, and I've, you know, I know trucks that are in that area that do it and they're like, Nick, it is good every single time. Yeah. Like it's just, you know. Yeah. I was at the arts and crafts fair or festival downtown this year and mm-hmm. Maca Roland was there. Yeah. 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 And, um, so I went up and I didn't see like the five, eight, five number or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, Oh, there's a new truck in the area. Yeah. And so I asked him, I was like, where are you, where are you out of? And he said, Rochester. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, how's it there? He's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Rochester. He's like, it's absolutely unreal. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't spent as much time out there checking out those two food truck scenes, but yeah. you have to imagine bigger cities, you know, yeah, kinda, it's just kind of natural that the bigger yeah. cities would have more trucks and have more, you know, have more events and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. um, I do see that Rochester trucks come to Syracuse though. Yeah. And like that could be due to like oversaturation and all that kind of stuff. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe things were really good 10 years ago and they're starting to kind of dwindle a little bit and, or yeah. just there's so many, so much competition, all that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. that's another thing that's kind of a natural right. kind of progression of, of anything, any, any item or scene or thing that kind of explodes like that so quickly yeah. is, is going to have that kind of stuff happen. Yeah. I mean, I reached out, we reached out to a lot in Utica and Rochester trucks, Mm -hmm. trying to get them for the party on Friday because, you know, I wanted to bring in like, I knew from the, from the get go, I was going to ask you and Nick at Limp Lizard. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted the two other spaces to be trucks that people weren't familiar with, Mm -hmm. you know, because I know that if the same old, same people keep showing up at food truck events like the trucks that mm-hmm. not as many it's gonna be like all right well i've had that before yeah you know you're gonna get people that are gonna show up because it's limp lizard and toss and fire but i wanted to bring in some unique stuff as well yeah and nick we probably contacted 50 food trucks yeah. and heard back from maybe six yeah and um or maybe you know maybe 10 and you know uh not including you and and limp because i knew you guys were you know pretty much going to be good from the beginning but even the ones that I contacted, like one in, out of Utica, they were like, we've never driven our truck more than 10 miles. I don't know if I could make it to Syracuse. Yeah. Another one out of Rochester was like, well, I don't know. It was like, listen, I'll cover your gas. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that egg roll place that had popped up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I knew they would bring a crowd if I could yeah. get them here. And then by the, they were like, we'll think about it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they got back to me, I, you know, Pat had reached out, and mm-hmm. so you know we had PB and J and that yeah. kind of stuff. It was like Pat's got good stuff. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And you know there was even a few around here that were like, "I want to know time, how many people, how much money am I guaranteed?" Like mm-hmm. the amount of of like the the amount of time it took to just get even people to reach back to us mm-hmm. was. I was like, "How is this? Like, how are you operating a business?" Yeah, it just blows me away still yeah. to this day. I have learned the one thing I've been floored about is, um, and I kind of, I sound like a prick every time I say this, but I've, I look up to like a small business owner. It's like, you did it mm-hmm. like this. My business didn't, doesn't cost me. Re- I mean, it cost me money, but to get eat local CMY started, I didn't have to go out and take a loan. Yeah. It was, you know, a website and social accounts mm-hmm. and then go out to eat. Right. So for somebody to take out a $50,000, you know, put it on credit cards and take that big of a step. It's like, holy shit, that's impressive. <laughs> right. And you're not one of these people, but I meet some people. And I'm like, 
how are you running a business? <laughs> how is this happening right yeah. now? You know, it just blows me away. I've had those thoughts before. Yeah. I, yeah. I try to keep them to myself, but I've had those thoughts before for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm a prick is I don't like to yeah. keep them to myself. Um, I, don't, I don't like to mention names, but, yeah. you know, I, I like to share my opinion too yeah. much. No, I understand. Yeah, it just blows me away. Yeah. So what's, I mean, you know, for those that know, like, a food truck associate, association exists, what's the biggest benefit for a food truck to be in? I mean, the network of trucks, the network of th- that wealth of information, uh, you know, not to mention, like, there's the Food Truck Association has kind of become the one-stop shop for finding a food truck, right? So you come to us and you say, hey, I'm looking for four food trucks for this event. Mm-hmm. We'll take that. We'll share it out to our members. Members can contact you, book them, gotcha. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that kind of turns into corporate lunches and different different events and, and potentially catering and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, for me, it's the network of trucks. It's the network of, of people doing, seeing what people do for like their brand and their truck and their, you know, and and talking to those people and bouncing ideas off those people. And like, I mean, to this day, I'm still learning new yeah. things and, and how to, how to navigate this like whole landscape. So, yeah. Um, it's to me that, that, that like benefit never goes away. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, I mean, let me ask is, I mean, you, I don't know if you like ever say to yourself, I'm successful or not, you know, yet, but um, I mean, obviously there's a pretty good level of success for having as much growth of, as you have in, you know, these, you know, last few years. So how do you make, like, I'm really, I love that you're with Carter cause Josh does, uh, it's Josh Carter, right? It is Josh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always forget the brother. Yeah. It makes it the brothers mixed up, yeah. but he does such a great job. They do. Um, all across the board. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're getting hit up by a lot of people that are like iPhone warrior, social media managers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious because, you know, I, I like to know people's decision process. Well, did you get hit up by a bunch of people throughout like the last years? Like we do, we get, I mean, we get contacted by people a lot of times. Um, I, I tried, so I used to do all my social media, do yeah. all my own stuff. And like, consistent with it. And I'm, like, yeah. And like, I, if you talk to anybody who's like, they would be like, Nick, how are you doing this? And I was like, I don't sleep. I don't know. Like, yeah. I just don't, you know, and I, but I started, I get burned out by it. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just too much. It's yeah. too much that like do, creating content and like writing posts and all this kind of, it's like its own job. It's, oh, it's, I mean, yeah. as you very, yeah. very much know. Yeah. Right. So like trying to do that, make pizzas, book events, you know, do all the things that we do. It was just, it was just too much. So yeah. I tried a couple of people. I, I had some, some not so good experiences. Yeah. Um, Dennis Fernando, who does yeah. uh, cow, video cow. and pictures and stuff for yeah. Carter did some stuff for, um, my buddies at Biblos. Oh, okay. And I had him come do a video for me. I was wondering who took those pictures. This promote Dennis does all the, does all our pictures. Yeah. Um, he took a video for me and I was like, can I swear on this? Is that yeah, like, for sure. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's just, it was just stupid. Good. He, mm-hmm. he just, he's super talented. Yeah. I've never seen someone like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just been quality content, like yeah. nonstop. Right. So he did this video for me. I loved it. Um, and I don't know if I contacted him or he contacted me that he was working for Carter, Okay, but somehow that ended up happening and, and we started talking what they could do for us. And like, we wanted to 
so my logo, my old logo, yeah, right. literally was one of these things where like you buy like an image oh, for okay. like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. And so I bought like it was like an oven with a flame in it. Yeah. And I bought this thing for like a hundred bucks like five years ago. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, we we were a little food truck. So like it's fine. Yeah. Right. Right. And actually the pizza shop that I worked at had this little clip art logo. They still have it for like the last 30 years. And I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to have like this, like this like crappy flame that gets all pixelated and like, you know, just doesn't look good. Yeah. So that was really what I was looking for. I was looking to kind of, kind of change our logo, Mm -hmm. changing our logo turned into like a complete kind of rebrand. Yeah. Um, which I'm very happy that we did. And and it kind of, kind of went down that road of, we did a new website and, we did the the new logo, so we've been transitioning everything from the old logo to the new logo. Yeah. Um, we just redid like our restaurant signage and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been great to work with. the 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 quality content is what I was looking for, and, and the people I had hired previously just just weren't doing it. Like yeah. it was it was a lot of recycled stuff, and like yeah, or like the just pictures I would never post, you know, yeah. like I'd be like, come on, like I could take a better picture right. with my iPhone than <laughs> yeah. that. And like, it, like the pizza's dark, like a lot of uh, uh, like the pizza would be dark in front of the oven instead of like taking it where there's enough light or using light yeah. to like make it, you know, I don't know. I don't know much about pictures, but I, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. so yeah, so that's, that's kind of how we got there. I'm really, um, a bit terrified and like and excited to see how things are going to happen change in the next like six months to a year rebecca has a uh recognize she has a limit of the amount of times i'm allowed to mention a recession in yeah. a day yes um <laughs> and so you know so it's like certain jokes i make and talking about the recession i can only do it like a few times yeah. a day around her and then she tells me i'm done yeah um but I think, you know, I mean, signs show what I know nothing about the economy or finances, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I always have to start with that. I know nothing <laughs> about this. I'm a theology major. I didn't go for finance, <laughs> right? But I listen to enough people that I believe something's, you know, mm-hmm. going to happen, right? You know, I watched The Big Short, that movie, like 10 times. Yeah, I, I love it. that movie. I know yeah. everything about the economy yeah. and the next financial collapse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I joke with Kyle about that when I watch the... Um, chef's table with Ivan Orkin on mm-hmm. ramen. I was like, I know everything about ramen now. Yeah. Um, but I'm convinced something's going to happen, yeah. you know? And so not only am I really interested to see how the restaurant industry in the area is affected by it, I've been told by people I work for that restaurants are pretty much safe in a recession. I was going to give you a quote on that. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> uh, when I worked for Panera, this was the, the CEO of Panera had this to say uh-huh. about the recession yeah. is that regardless of what's going on with the economy, people eat. Yes. Right. They're always right. going to eat. I mean, it's definitely we're we're I would consider us like a, you know, we're not the higher the highest end product. Right. right. We're also not Little Caesars, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. so we're we're somewhere in the middle there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would think that that would probably affect us more. A yeah. recession would affect us more than, than maybe your, your cheaper options and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely like a fear I would say yeah. that, that I have, um, see, I would think if anybody would be safe in this area, uh, from something like that, maybe not if anyone and not specifically you, but I would think pizza yeah. would be pretty safe Yeah, because you have so many options and mm-hmm. you're at toss and fire. You can sit down and feel like, you know, you know, you don't feel like you're in a pizza shop, yeah. you know, 
Um, and you're still not going to walk out having spent like, you know, a hundred dollars yeah. on dinner or whatever. For know. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I worry about it. I worry about, about, so w- what year was that? 2009, 2008? 2008. I don't yeah. remember. Right. So, uh, I got some inheritance money back in 2008 oh, cool. and it all came through in the stock market. <laughs> oh, <All of it>. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> literally. <laughs> so got, I'm, I'm, what was I? I was 19 years old, 20 yeah. years old, whatever I was, I was young. So I'm like, all right, you know, cool. Got, you know, could have take, you know, not going to take this all out cause you got to pay taxes on it. We right. take it out. Right. So I'm going to leave it. All of a sudden, <laughs> it just tanks, man. That's I think I awful. lost like sixty percent. Oh wow! Something, something crazy. Yeah. And I took the rest out, and then I paid thirty-five percent taxes or forty percent taxes <laughs> on that. I was like, oh, I might as well have not gotten anything. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, you know, the the it's so high. Yeah. It's just so high. Like it has to happen. Right. Like it, yeah. you know, event, I mean, just from, from history. I mean, yeah. that's about my knowledge of it. Yeah. But same here. From history, I mean, yeah. it goes up. Right. It goes down. It goes up. It goes yeah. down. You know, eventually, it, yeah. no matter what you do, it's going to go down at some point. I know. You know, it can't, it can't just keep going. The amount of people um, that are becoming real estate agents today tells me that something bad is about to happen yeah. in the economy. Rebecca was just telling me the other day, because, um, you know, I work for, for Kubal mm-hmm. uh, full time and, you know, I want to get out of it. You know, I'd love to do this full time, but, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, she's like, you know, listen, you, you know, maybe you should be a real estate agent. You'd be really good at it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe in four years when, you know, everything's done. Yeah. But not right now. I'm not becoming a real estate agent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I owned my own, I owned a furniture store back when that happened mm-hmm. and we opened it like six months before and we closed, like we shut the business down shortly after it all happened. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of stupid decisions that I made. I was a 21 year old who owned a furniture store. I mean, <laughs> You know, obviously it doesn't spell success, but, uh, the economy didn't help either. No. And I was telling, uh, Paul Daly on a podcast, I don't really remember much from it except for that people weren't spending money on furniture at the time. Yeah. And it's funny. I got that was shortly after I closed the business, I got an inheritance as well. It was yeah. like $1,800. And the day after I got that check, a bill, like unexpected bill from the business shutting down popped up. That was like $1,700. Oh my God. Yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah, man. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I'm really interested to see how it's going to affect the industry in the area. Hmm. Um, and to see how it's going to affect, cause there was like, you know, 500 people who have their own social media management company in Syracuse Mm -hmm. or central New York. And most of it's, you know, from a phone and then you see, you know, people like Josh that are doing great things yeah. and bigger companies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm really interested to see how both of those things are affected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What's the first, you know, what's the first thing that a restaurant cuts when they're in a recession? I, I'll have to yeah. tell you when I'm in the recession. I, know. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be marketing, Yeah, you know, not for you, but yeah. I think, you know, just for most people and most business owners, that's probably one of the first areas that mm-hmm. goes. If I had to guess, I yeah. don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, hopefully more people want to save money and buy the local CMY card with all that. For sure. You know, yeah, that's the goal. (laughs) That's part of it. Yeah. Well, Nick, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to be on the podcast. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the local CMY podcast. It truly does mean a lot to us that, Um, If you follow us on social media, that you do that. If you go to our website, that you do that. But it means so, 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 so much 
that you check out this podcast. So thank you so much for doing so. Uh, If you could take two other steps, hit the subscribe button, whatever platform you're listening to this on. It just means as soon as we drop an episode that you will be made aware. You'll get a little little notification that says, hey, Eat Local CMI just dropped a new podcast. And the second thing is then leave us a review to let us know what you think of the podcast. That is a very important thing. It's like the, uh, you know, what is it? It's the currency of podcasting is those reviews. So leave us a review. Let me know what you think of the Eat Local CMI podcast. Stay tuned. We've got some great episodes coming up. We've got Amanda Hughes from the Ice Cream Stand. We've got Syracuse Salt. That's right. The people who make the salt. They're coming up on a future episode here in just another two weeks. We're going to do a whole month of coffee roasters, and we've already got one recorded with Sam Bender from Peaks. We're going to reach out to Matt over at Cafe Cobal. We're going to reach out over to the crew over at Recess Coffee and maybe even Aaron at at, uh, Salt City Coffee. I don't know. We're going to see who we can get. Uh, But yeah, got a whole month of coffee roasters coming up. It's going to be a great time. So make sure you subscribe. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for checking out the local CMY podcast. I'm going to catch you at the next episode.